You're listening to Two Guys, One Internet, a Dylan Wallace and Sean Harkins podcast. Okay, I gotta, I gotta get the juices flowing. Let me take a drink of beer. Yeah. All right. Okay, and we're here with our first episode of the Two Guys, One Internet podcast version. Um, I'm Dylan Wallace, and I'm here with Sean Harkins. Sean, tell everybody hello. Oh, hi. Very, very well done. The uh, Mr. Harkins and I uh, started Two Guys, One Internet about four and a half years ago. It was a blog where we wrote about a bunch of nonsense, mainly sports, um, we wanted to reboot it after a four-year sabbatical, so here we are, and we're going to roll with it. Um, most people who are probably listening to us to this know a little bit about us because well, I don't know why anybody else would listen to it unless you did know us. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Sean, tell 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 the people a little bit about you so they know what they're getting into. Um, well, I'm a handsome man. <laughs> With, with a well-groomed beard and i say that so you can because you said that's what you were gonna say well that's true, uh, that's true. Grew, grew up in alpena um live in washington state now uh, i've known dylan for well known you probably forever but we've been good friends since college um and uh just Looking forward to uh, rebooting two guys. Yeah, that's, when you bring up good friends since college, it's kind of funny. We grew up like five minutes away from each other. Didn't really, didn't really hang out much growing up. But then, at Eastern Michigan of all places is where our love really took shape. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's funny because when we were kids, it was like you went to a different school, and that was like this kid lives in a different world. <laughs> that's right. You know, but then place, it's like, it's a totally different, your world gets bigger, I guess. Yeah. And we got a little bit bigger too. That's true. And, you know, we, we both had a, a passion for like uh Schlitz ice and, um, Strohs. I was just trying to think of what it was. Strohs beer. Strohs beer. Yeah. And, uh, you're from, you're from a Strohs family. Strohs may be born. Um, you yeah. know. There's no doubt about that. The, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, we're both from Alpena. Um, I'm still living in Alpena. So we're doing this podcast covering a lot of, a lot of miles and you're a few hours <laughs> behind me right now. Um, so we'll see if we have glitches along the way, we'll, we'll fix it. Um, which we've <laughs> already had trying to start this, this first part. Um, but with, with two guys, one internet, what you're going to be getting is a lot of sports, um some probably some politics current events uh sean and i are both attorneys so probably some stories from law related fields um we're pretty i like to think that we're pretty easy going and uh um i know we have fun talking with each other so hopefully hopefully other people will have fun listening to us talk um anything else people should know about two guys um no, I don't. I think you got uh, it. You nailed it. Hey, well, that's that's pretty easy then. Um, well, without further ado, let's kind of get into our first segment then. Yes. Um, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about was uh, Marty Furk, which even if you pay a little bit of attention to hockey, you, pr- you probably don't even know who that is. But uh, the the reason that I want to talk about Marty Furk, uh, I want to build the foundation for that a little bit. Dylan, the the best '90s movie is. Oh shit! What, what's your guess? What is um, it? I, I said, oh shit! Um, I would have I would have to, I would have to say. Uh, you caught me off guard. Okay, all right. Let me make Go it ahead. easier. Best Emilio Estevez movie. Oh, franchise. shit, it's Mighty Ducks. No <laughs> okay, okay. So, Mighty Ducks uh, 2, which I know you're also a fan of. 
yeah. What's great about that movie is they get all these kids who like really aren't hockey players like in the real world like they couldn't even make a high school team or whatever but it's like um oh you you're very uh graceful because you're a figure skater like come play on the national team or whatever and and so there's like all these kids with like one talent like there's the kid who can like rope people that came in handy <laughs> right. i guess and, right right so but what i'm getting at is there's like there's a fast kid and there's a kid with a hard shot and then there's knuckle like puck. the knuckle puck the knuckle puck kid <laughs> you probably know all their names i wish i i can't go back that far but well knuckle puck was keenan well, know. right, right. But you know their names from the movie. Well, yeah. Dwayne. Dwayne was the, the cowboy. <laughs> Dwayne. Dwayne, okay. What was Knuckle Puck Kid's name in the movie? Oh, um, I don't remember that one, though. Uh, yeah. Well, anyways, so uh, we were just talking about the podcast. I was just thinking about, like, uh, Mighty Ducks, because when I think about you, I think of Mighty Ducks, I guess. I feel like And, <laughs> and uh, Marty Furk is kind of like one of the kids from D2. He has this just like hellacious bomb of a right-handed shot. And that's about it. I so mean, so he's Fulton he, Reed. Uh right, right. That and but he was like uh not necessarily he's not necessarily an enforcer. It's like it's he doesn't even fight like Fulton. Oh, okay. So, so he's, he's just like he's He's capable of skating and passing the puck and everything. I'm not trying to make it sound like he's uh, just this total buffoon, but he wouldn't be in in the NHL if it wasn't for this shot. And he, I was just looking up his stats. He, uh, I mean, he plays about every other game. He doesn't get into every game. He plays about eight minutes a night, uh, so not a lot. And it's basically like. He's there so he can stand in the left wing circle and just try and blast that shot. And so, like, if you're watching a Red Wings power play, they're just trying to get him the puck. And it's a lot of fun to watch, actually. But anyway, so it got me to thinking about um, the Mighty Ducks kids and then just guys who have kind of been around who just had this one thing that they could do. And that's all that really kept them around. And, uh, so I guess you kind of you kind of think about like stolen base specialists, that type of thing. I don't know who came to mind for you, but I was kind of racking my brain for, uh, for the Marty Furks of the world. The uh, uh, when yeah, when, you, when you told me about the topic, I, I immediately went to the Kansas City Royals seemed like the late 2000s. They had like three or four guys on their bench that all they could do was steal bases, which doesn't make for a very good baseball team. Um, but, but I thought of Jared Dyson with the Kansas city Royals that basically, uh, somebody get on base, he'd come in as a pinch runner. I mean, later, later on, he was a, he was a platoon guy in the outfield, but, um, you basically knew that when, when he was on first base, that he was going to attempt to steal at some point during an at bat. Um, main difference between Dyson and Ferk is Dyson has more vowels in his last name than Ferk. <laughs> the, uh. Um, but that, that's immediately who I went to when I was thinking base stealer. But then I was also thinking about your your uh, average NBA team who has that lone white guy sitting deep on their bench who all they really do is come into jack threes uh, when when either they're you, you need a big three or or you're down big and, and trying to trying to play catch up. Um, I was thinking of Kyle Corver for some reason was the first name I went to, but um, I think John Barry would fit that mold, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah, you know, he came to mind for me too because I was trying to think of like Pistons teams that had a three-point guy. And I guess he sort of was. Um, I mean, he I, I'd be curious like what he shot, um, especially back when people weren't taking like 12 threes a game, but – um yeah i don't know i couldn't think of a of a of a pistons guy who was just like strictly gonna tee up a three yeah and i think it i think i thought of him just because it seemed like in those early 2000s that when he when when he got in the game it seemed like he he hit a big three 
Yeah. But, I mean, he, it seemed like he also – he played a little bit of defense for a white guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think – when I think of, of that guy, he's kind of what comes to mind. Um, the – I couldn't really think of a guy on the Tigers either who was just going to come in and pinch around and steal base. There probably were a couple, but – They're back when – Like in were- the last – 15 years or whatever yeah i mean the, the last time they were terrible i mean they're terrible right now um but like the 2002 2003 that team they had a guy named andres torres who he he was just lightning fast and he was that guy i mean he was forced into almost an, i think he played mostly every day uh but it felt bad for him because it was not a good role for him. Um, oh, okay. He probably hit like 200 and, and, uh, but, but later on in his career, he went to play for like the, uh, I think he played for the San Francisco giants later on. And he was that fourth or fifth outfielder. That was, that was that base stealing threat. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, and I remember, I remember him almost from the Giants more than I do the Tigers, because um, I didn't watch a whole lot of those really bad teams, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, it, you know, I kind of thought Marcus Thames a little bit. Not obviously not the stealing base thing, but just like he got that one thing that you bring. And for him, it was like he didn't really play the field. I think he played left field a little bit. Mostly was a pinch hitter or DH. And wasn't exactly like slapping singles through the gap or whatever. Like, no, it was country. pretty much like yard or bust for him. Yeah, you're not country strong and and, <laughs> and, and beating beating out a beating out an infield single. Hey, what what uh, what's the last thing we heard about Mario and Rod? Well, I guess I haven't paid that much attention. Like, the, uh, Rod is gone, right? They're both gone. Oh, I thought maybe Mario was still around. I thought he might survive it because of the skill set he had, and he's he's from Detroit. Um, but they they both got got the pink slip, and uh, and recently, I think it, it was even yesterday or today, I saw that uh, Mario released some statement thanking the fans and disappointed that he wasn't going to be back, and looking forward to the next chapter. But when you're when you're uh, getting canned from what's essentially your dream job, um, if you're an announcer growing up in Detroit and a baseball fan, because of an argument over a chair. <laughs> Where well, you got choked, right? It, it, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, just, have, you, have you watched the YouTube clip of Rod Allen chasing down the, the Chinese ballplayers <laughs> or Japanese ballplayers? Get away right. from them. Just, just leave and i yeah and, and i'm not going to try to pretend like I, I i know what happened and that and that rod was the was the was the problem I, what probably happened is mario was probably being a little shit and was giving it to him razzing him and then rod just had choked the shit out of him i yeah i don't know who knows and there was something about like is one of them is like real particular about their chair or something i don't know there was like a big um somebody like really tried to dissect the whole thing Uh, what's that it isn't that terrible i mean we're we're sitting here reading articles about two announcers and a fight that got over about a chair that (laughs) but But it's interesting i mean i've read it i mean i was i wanted to know what happened well i probably wouldn't care if it was uh, i mean Listening to hundreds of games called by uh, Mario and Rod, I mean, it definitely piques your interest. Um, yeah. And Rod Allen, like, I thought Mario was was pretty good. Probably got um, a little bit of an unfair shake because everybody in Detroit's just like, oh, if you're not Ernie Harwell, like, we don't care about you. Um, so I thought Mario was okay. Rod was, <laughs> he was terrible. Rod was pretty bad though. Well, I mean, he he was he was terrible in the sense of like a Seagull movie being terrible, like he right, he, right. He, predictable and just like but entertaining. I mean, cliched. I mean, you, you can't 
I mean, the best thing about Rod Allen is he had his go-tos and, I mean, it fashioned a drinking game out of it because you knew he was going to say country right. wrong once a game or he was going to – Right. I mean, it was it, – it was, it was good in a bad sort of way. <laughs> yeah, that's actually probably a pretty fair way, pretty fair evaluation of uh, Rod Allen. I like how a discussion of Marty Furk got to the, the, <laughs> the studio – brawl between Rod Allen and Mario. Well, I just hadn't um I, like I I heard something about it a while back and I thought it was that Rod got canned and Mario was around, but obviously I'm wrong on that. Um but I'm wondering like Mario's gotta resurface somewhere. He's 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 a good play by play guy. I mean he he'll he'll find a job somewhere else. Um Rod I don't know. He might, maybe Rod's gonna go back to mashing taters in Japan. I think <laughs> he might. That, that that could he'll probably be uh, featured on some like uh, Japanese game show, you know, where they had like those wild ass Japanese game shows of doing ridiculous stuff. They'll have like <laughs> you got to run through this obstacle course and you can't get caught by Rod Allen. <laughs> you got to go take Rod Allen's chair. <laughs> Oh, uh, Oh man, um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Anyway, this is so. The show is called Rodzilla. <laughs> oh man, or just like Tuesday for Mario and Pemba. <laughs> there, there you go. Game, game eighty three. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rough. Uh, the, um, but I mean. Getting the get with the Marty Furk thing, Rod's kind of a one-trick pony in a way. <laughs> I mean, he 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 does he doesn't offer a whole lot besides being good in that terrible sort of way. I mean, you, you don't get a whole lot of analysis out of him. Right, right. Yeah, he's, he's got the uh, the kind of like cliche go-tos that you know you're gonna get, and that's all you're gonna get. Yep. Every every game. Yeah. Like country strong Marcus Thames. <laughs> but uh, I remember Marcus Thames hit a home run uh with a broken bat. Oh yeah. That was that was kind of a weird segue there, but um just just thinking country strong and I it made me think of that. So well I mean there was him and Simo. Yeah, and then Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember how many times I heard Simo did it again. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it couldn't have been that many, <laughs> considering it was Craig Monroe. But he did it. It was at least five times. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, he had he had his moment in the sun. Yeah, maybe in the field. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think this segment's had enough. Let's <laughs> we're we're gonna hear hear a hear a little advertisement here, and then we'll come back afterwards with uh, with a topic that I don't really want to discuss, but I think I kind of think we have to. We'll be back in a minute. I want to take a quick minute and talk about the rabbit hole in Alpena, Michigan. Um, at the rabbit hole, you'll find lots of unique things like artwork and essential oils, air plants, tea, and a bunch of other stuff that I don't really understand. Um, one thing I do understand is how to make your beer look good, and they got a bunch of those products too. Uh, and for a limited time, go down to the rabbit hole and tell uh, my ma, Janet, who runs the place, that the Bearded Lawyer sent you and you get 20% off any beard accessory products uh, at the rabbit hole. Um, the rabbit hole is at 312 West Chisholm Street in Alpena, Michigan, right across the street from Latitudes. Check it out. with the next segment of two guys one internet and i kind of led into this segment by indicating that i don't want to talk about this topic but uh but being in michigan and being a longtime lions fan as sean is even though he's transplanted in in the marijuana bill in the state of washington <laughs> um we got to talk about the lions 
Um, lines are bad. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's been it was evident since that first game of the season on Monday Night Football against the New York Jets, who completely destroyed the Lions. I mean, where the Lions look terrible in all facets of the game. And here we are going into week 15, sitting at five and eight. And there's Lions fans that are talking about, hey, we still got a mathematical chance of making the playoffs. Are you joking me? I mean, what, what, I mean, Sean, you, you know just as much as I do that Lions fans are stupid because, <laughs> because we're Lions fans, right? Yeah, there's like, there's an inherent uh, flaw with uh, being a Lions fan. There's probably something wrong with you. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's going to be close. I mean, there's nine teams vying for the two wild card spots right now in the NFC. Um, and the Lions are the ninth team. <laughs> and in order, right. in order for it, I mean, there was this article that was that I read online because um, people are Lions fans are dumb and they invest time into this because people are going to talk about it like we're talking about it right now. But I mean, you got to You got to have the the seven teams, at least seven of the teams above you need to. You need like an Einstein algorithm to figure out how the Lions are going to get into the playoffs. And then you know what what they're going to do is they're going to like win the next two games, and people are going to be like, "Oh, they're seven and eight. They could get they, they could get in. All they got to do is beat Green Bay, and then they're going to get stomped by Green Bay in the week in week seventeen. And even if they did make the playoffs, which they're not going to, they're going to get they will get ran off the field round one. And here we are with another late round first round draft pick. That isn't going to do us any good, and we're going to still be terrible. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, there's this um, – I was going to say hopeless optimism, which sounds like uh, the, like that can't describe it, but I think it might actually. Where it's like you just grasp onto anything because it's the Lions and like why not? Uh, maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't. I don't know. Um, I but it's sort of like you said, I mean, why even bother? <laughs> like why even bother winning the next three games? It's like, it's not going to help you in the long run. Maybe that's, it's hard to be a fan of that, I guess. But, uh, if the point is Lions fans are delusional, then yeah, I mean, there's, there's nowhere to go with that. <laughs> well, and you know what the Lions are going to do is because we, because it, it's, it's, it's the Lions is they're going to win the next three games. They're going to finish eight and eight. And they're not going to make the playoffs. And so it's like the worst of both right. worlds is we just right. got further down the draft board. Get the 17th and, pick or whatever. Yeah. And and not make the playoffs because you need seven other teams to lose <laughs> to have enough, to have your to have your shot at making it. It's where was the oh sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What, what was the article you read? Like, was it a free press article or a... no? I think I actually think it was a Pride of Detroit blog. Uh, okay, and uh, which I mean, just wait tomorrow the free will pick it up. But yeah, I was gonna say they kind of do that too. The Detroit media will be like, "Could it happen? Will they do it?" Well, because they know Lions fans are stupid, and that they're <laughs> gonna they're gonna read the article. They're gonna listen to the. I think 97 won the ticket, the, 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 uh, oh, uh, sports radio in the Detroit area. They, they ran a whole segment about it too, about, yeah. hey, it's still mathematically possible. Lions could get into the playoffs. Well, you know what? Josh Allen is going to run all over them on Sunday and the bills are going to beat the damn Lions. That sounds right. Yeah, it's going to happen. That's good. It's just, <laughs> Uh, that's just the way the way of of the lions world and then you know what next year i'm gonna keep watching the damn lions and ruin every goddamn sunday in my life right but is it just um optimism or like uh you're these people are just like denying reality in an unhealthy way um 
Uh, it's got to be both. Yeah. Uh, because optimism is one thing. It's okay to be optimistic, but to completely deny the product that you're watching on the field. I mean, the offense is deplorable right now. The, the receivers can't get separation. Matthew Stafford is indecisive. He, he doesn't, and he doesn't have any time, but he's making bad decisions. Um, the only bright spot early on in the season was carry on Johnson. He was finding room to run and he's hurt. Um, so right now, I mean, you, you trade a golden Tate. Marvin Jones is on the IR. Your only receiver is really Kenny Galladay. You pick Bruce Ellington up off the streets. How, how are you going to expect to win football games with this team? The only reason they won this past Sunday is because Arizona is terrible and their defense played really well. Um, but, you're going to play against these teams with better offenses and you're not going to be able to keep up with them when you're scoring 10 points a game or whatever it is. Well, how much of that do you put on Patricia? Uh, I mean, it's tough because it's a new coach and I mean, there's things that I like and I don't like about Patricia, but he's got a, he's got different schemes that he's running. Um, I was disappointed when they kept Jim Bob Cooter. Um, he's got probably the best name in football, but <laughs> for uh, sure. But I mean, he's a terrible offensive coordinator. Um, he had all these weapons and not not able to get people in, into space where they can make things happen. Um, but I mean, you got to have guys to to fit your scheme. Um, I mean, Bob Quinn should have been setting this stuff up knowing that he was going to be bringing Patricia on. I mean, this isn't some relevation that, oh, I didn't know Matt Patricia was going to be our head coach. Yeah, you probably had it all planned out. So start getting the pieces to fit. But it's – I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the Lions yeah. – the Lions have always been bad. They will continue to be bad. <laughs> and then when they are good, shitty things will happen to them where <laughs> the, 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 where, where like the – playoff game with the Cowboys on the the Ebron defensive pass interference in the playoffs. I mean, just bad things will happen. I mean, you think about Calvin Johnson and the 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 uh, completing the process rule and then the game against your Seattle Seahawks where they smacked the ball out of the back of the end zone and that was ruled a touchback when it should have been. It, it's just it's, it's the Lions. And yeah, and yeah, in the, the I mean the line in the fans mentality is you're either like us and you're 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 like hey they suck and that's real real realistic, um, but we're gonna keep watching them and keep hoping that they don't. Um, then you got the other other crew that's just like hey they're gonna be good they're still good they got a chance. Well, yeah, I remember. Um... Oh man, it must have been like 2000, 2008, something like that. Being in JJ's in Alpena and talking about the Lions with some with two dudes I didn't know, and Phil Wenzel was there. Name drop him. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta and, get better names than Rip. <laughs> and uh, and Phil was just like. Or we were just saying we were just talking about just generally like how, Matt Millen and like it's just terrible. I mean, obviously terrible and just like the worst ever. And these guys were like, like getting ready to fight us about it. And it's like, man, I, like objective facts sometimes to Lions fans are just difficult. It, it, I guess it's an insult. What do you mean? Like uh, Matt Millen? Is that even an arguable point? Like. Uh, apparently apparently it is i guess he hasn't had enough time he's he's still working on the roster yeah i know he should still be there they probably would have a couple super bowls i yeah i just yeah what, what, what do we know if we if we knew what we were doing we'd be running the team right but maybe we, right maybe we, maybe we should be <laughs> well yeah i mean doing better than matt millen is really you know what I mean, that's a low bar anyways. It is. It is. This this segment was depressing. We need to move on. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and to that end, we need we need a joke. So let's move into Oh yeah. Our joke of the week and then we will uh we'll come back after the break with a current event topic. Knock knock. Who's there? What happens when a poop gets thunder? What happens? Mm-hmm, a mouse. What does HUD say? What, what, why does it melt? He's, he says, uh, um, he, first he starts every joke off with knock-knock, regardless if it's a knock-knock joke or not. But th- then he goes, what happens when a poop gets sunburned? And then he starts kind of chucking, chuckling to himself. <laughs> and then he says, it melts. It melts. Okay. The sunburned was kind of, I, I didn't catch that, I don't think. Yeah, he, uh, the best thing about that is he came up with that himself. Like, that was, and it makes sense, and it's funny. <laughs> it does make sense. I like it. Yeah, well, it, 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 there was a, a joke about a banana. Um where uh, what happens when a banana gets sunburned, and the answer is that it peels. So, okay, with HUD, everything's poop. So he he, <laughs> he transitioned it into a poop joke. Oh man, God bless him. Okay, so. <laughs> we are back with our next segment on on episode one, um, and I uh, kind of alluded to it in the previous segment, but um, Sean currently resides in the state of Washington, and uh, I had mentioned Marijuanaville, where marijuana is legal in the uh, state of Washington, and that's something new to the residents here in, in Michigan. We recently... Um, passed in our, our most recent election, a proposal that would permit the recreational use of of marijuana. And I thought, what what better way to to prepare the residents of the state of Michigan than to hear from um, Mr. Harkins as to the impact of legal recreational marijuana usage in the state of Washington? So, Sean, the floor is yours. Well, I would say prepare for pandemonium. <laughs> Overnight, things go totally off the wall. Just total panic and chaos everywhere. No, not a big deal. Um, it, I Actually, when uh, you said that uh, you wanted to talk about this, I, didn't, I actually kind of forgot Washington was the first state to do it. Um, so it's been, I think, five years. Okay. Uh, um, this will be like a learning experience for the podcast where like you should learn this stuff before talking about it. Yeah, we'll get to that. Point. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, it was legalized, I think, five years ago. And then there was a period where um, they kind of worked on the regulations and that type of thing. And uh, so it wasn't sold for, I think, about another year. Is that what Michigan is doing? To be honest, I don't I don't know a lot about it. Um I know that I'm sure there's a period. Well, I guess I'm not sure, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if there's like a, a waiting period. There, here. there is because all the all the the municipalities are are weighing in in terms of whether or not they're going to permit um, shops to to sell recreational marijuana within within their their city limits or their township or village limits. Um, yeah. Okay. I know. I think the I think Alpena Township has that on its next, on its radar for its next meeting. Um, the uh, I think Hillman Township said no. Presque Township has said no. Um, I don't think that the city of Alpena has weighed in on it just yet. But um, I mean, we're we're pretty red up in northeastern Michigan. Um, there, I would doubt that we're going to have a whole lot of municipalities that that would support it um yeah but yeah it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out um and i know every state obviously does it does it differently and i'm certainly not an expert on what's happened elsewhere but 
Um, I mean, life changes very little. Uh, you see the billboards around Spokane. I live in Spokane and uh, I read maybe two years ago, things, things have probably changed since then, that Spokane was like the most um, pot rich county in the country because uh, there weren't many, there the county hadn't really regulated it out and there was so many retailers that had been uh, approved because there's like a whole regulatory process to it anyway so we were just rolling in weed apparently and uh the the revenue is just like off off the charts i mean i guess it's all relative but uh like 320 million dollars last year well um yeah so there's that that benefit to it, I guess. Um, but really, it's just it's just another day. Like it's legal, and the sun comes up, and the sun goes down. I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody who's like really worried about it. I don't know um, necessarily why that would be, but those people exist. So if you're in Michigan and listening to this for some reason, like it's gonna be okay. Like everything's gonna be fine. Um, is that like and there was actually a study uh, last year. For those people who are worried about it in Washington, where, you know, I, I think there's a higher usage rate anyways, but um, where use among teenagers actually declined slightly after it was legalized. So, okay. um, like, don't worry would be my message to people. <laughs> Anything about what I've what I've heard on the streets, because um, that's where I that's where I'm at, is if people people concerned about traffic accidents or an uptick in traffic accidents with with um using marijuana and, and driving um any any change in 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 traffic accidents or anything out there that you've you've been able to notice mm, i i don't know i mean i don't know if there's been like studies or anything like that and i've and I don't, if there have, I don't know about them or haven't read about them, but I mean, anecdotally, I don't think so. Um, I work um, like a block away from, I'm, I'm trying to say this delicately because I don't mean it. To, I don't want to sound like a jerk or anything, but right. I work like a block away from the bus depot and I, like you walk through there and you, and you smell it. <laughs> Okay. But I, you kind of always did, I think. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I think as far as the um, it's just stuff like that goes. Over Spokane. Yeah, right. Um, the, as far as car accidents or, you know, people using it in public, I guess, could, could be up a little bit. Um, but car accidents and stuff like that, I mean, it was, pro it was happening before anyways. And so because it's legal, are there more now? Like, I, I guess I couldn't say, but I, I sort of doubt it. I don't know. Like, you don't hear about it, at least. And I haven't been hit by anybody who is, like, totally stoned or anything. So. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was just, like, a nonsense tangent. But no, I, I, but it was real experiences is kind of what I was what I was asking about just to see if it's anything that you know i mean obviously we're not experts at all about <laughs> um drug usage or or uh or um, the impact that that substance usage might have on 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 those types of things but just looking for real experience to see if it's something that that, that you've heard or, or recognized so i think you answered that um all right so light up michigan let's <laughs> we gotta we gotta the, the we gotta, beer officers have their work cut out for them now well yeah i mean they gotta change their whole uh they've been working off the same script for probably 30 years and now it's uh the gateway drug is now legal so it's gotta we have to change some things hey this is now i am going to go off on a tangent just a fair warning if uh you want to like mark this for editing or whatever um <laughs> but i have a friend out here who grew up in uh utah 
which is probably like a big experience all of its own. But he White. said that when they had Dare, the officer came in and he brought a suitcase with drugs, like confiscated drugs. Oh. And I remember like, you know, that would be something to see when you're like 10 or whenever you do Dare. But we did not have that. Our Dare was not that no. cool. At least mine wasn't. Well, I, th- I think that would be effective. So that way, I mean, you know what uh you know what the drugs look like. So, I mean, if you're hanging with friends, you could be like, I've seen that before. I don't want to touch that. Or, I mean, just right. Or opposite though. It could be. Yeah. It could have that. <laughs> it could have that. Hey, uh, that's, I saw that one. Let's I know what happened with that. <laughs> so I don't know. I just wanted to be sure I wasn't the only, uh, like they didn't deprive me of that while other Alpena kids were getting to see the drugs and everything. No, I, I certainly, in our, in our different school districts, I did not have the drug district where they, <laughs> they carried their suitcase of drugs to, to sunset school and said, Hey, check this out. You went to sunset. I, I always think you went to LOI, but there or i don't know if you want that public or not yeah. i mean there's only so many schools the uh but yeah i went to i went to sunset which is closed now um but yeah it and, is it is and that when did that happen oh it was before i came back yeah i was gonna say i thought it's been a while and then didn't another one close like um yeah maple ridge i think was about the same time that sunset closed What's the one on 23 North? Uh, Hinks? Yeah. Hinks? Is that open? Yeah, that's still open. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, now we're going to tear down Ella White and build a new school. I don't I don't get started on that. That's, that's, <laughs> another episode. That's, that's another. That's where Dylan goes episode. on a crusade against yeah. the local politics. The well, local politicians. Yeah, yeah that's, that's for another episode. Lions got it today. Ella White will get it tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, let's we'll shift into um, our next segment, which will be which will be a weekly segment, um, and uh, I call it the cockass of the week. The, uh, <laughs> now, for those who may not have known us really well, the last because it's used fairly regularly, um, but there, <laughs> when, when we were at Eastern, there was a guy who was shouting the term cockass at a bunch of other guys who had it coming to him. And, uh, and there, and, uh, it came, it, it, it got, it stuck. Isn't that right, Sean? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to dispute that story or add any detail to it. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so cockass of the week. Yeah. What it's meant to be is, is to kind of highlight a terrible person that uh that did either did something terrible or I mean, t- terribles can be uh, i guess uh, a loose term but but it, just acting like a acting like, like, like a cock ass just acting like a cock just ass. acting like a cock ass you're absolutely right so sean who's your cock ass of the week okay um this i see because i don't know if this is this guy's a terrible guy necessarily i don't know him but uh i was working sadly when Gonzaga played Tennessee on Sunday. And so I was just checking the score on Google. And when you do that, it brings up tweets from people who are tweeting about the game. And this type of thing just drives me crazy. I I don't know why it it all of a sudden kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But uh, so this is a tweet by a guy named Jim Steele, who's a Cincinnati sports um, radio guy. Okay. Uh. All right. Quote, looks like to me that based on the work on the glass, Gonzaga wants it more than Tennessee. Okay, I'm leaving out some big context. Gonzaga was up by like eight at this point. Um, Okay, looks to me that based on the work on the glass, Gonzaga wants it more than Tennessee. Either that or the Zags are just better. So this is I'm so this is one of the most tired cliches, I think, is to just talk about um, in sports like I just didn't want it enough. Like, sure, there have been games that where a team is lost because like it was an effort problem. But I don't think that's all the time. And it's just such a lazy thing to say. 
And especially in a situation like this where Gonzaga ended up losing that game. Right. So, so Tennessee looks to this guy. Yeah, it looks to this guy. Based on the work on the glass, Gonzaga wants it more than Tennessee. So what happened? Did that just change? Either that or the Zags are just better. Well, that didn't turn out to be true either. Like, just what a dumb thing to say. I just – that lazy, like, sports cliche stuff just, like, uh, drives me crazy. So that's that's what I went with. Well, what I liked is that he qualified it so that way he knew he was going to – that that he could end up being right. And he ended up being wrong on both ends because Gonzaga – Yeah, I know that – but what but, a thing to say to hedge to hedge all your bets and still lose, I guess. <laughs> no, they're up eight. They either want it more or they're just better. Well, they lost, <laughs> so. I'll tell you what, though. So, anyway, that was kind of a cock-ass tweet. Well, I'll tell you what, Ed, for the people that know, Sean went to Gonzaga Law School, so that's he's, he attends their games. Um, yeah. And I'm a big Duke fan, so when Gonzaga beat Duke, um, that was rough for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, uh, some, I'm sure – some people in Spokane uh, took years off their lives that game. Yeah, I'm sure that the haze got a little bit thicker that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody mellowed out after that. Uh, the uh, all right, my my cocky ass of the week. I went a little bit more general um, this time. I went uh, because we are engaged in the fantasy football playoffs. Yeah, I am a I'm a I'm an avid fantasy football player. But nobody likes the guy who tells you all about their fantasy football team, how good their fantasy football team is, or complains about their fantasy football team in the sense that I should have played this guy over that guy. And, and they, they treat it like their fantasy football team is real life and everybody should care about the outcome of their pretend little game. Uh, I mean, I, I really enjoy fantasy football. It's a good hobby for me, but that's what it is. It's a, it's a hobby. Now I, I I can be that guy sometimes and I can admit that I can be a cocky ass at times, but but usually when I do it, it's to people that I know are in my league and they care about the outcome of these games. So usually it's not to some random or, or uh, and no, maybe not random, but a, but a friend who I'm not calling up Sean and saying, Sean, I should have played Tom Brady and not freaking Mitch Trubisky this past week because right. blue, because Sean could give two shits less about my fantasy football team. <laughs> but there are those guys who are out there doing just that, and it's the same guys that are turning around and they're tweeting at the fantasy football expert saying screw you you ranked this guy higher than this guy or told me to play this guy i played him and he sucked it's fantasy football <laughs> relax <laughs> go to go to spokane and get that contact buzz go and pass the bus depot and chill out <laughs> uh, yeah i like yeah. it we, we'll welcome you you cocky ass well that's that's the last segment that we had planned for this first episode sean you have any final thoughts before we we wrap this up um no not really uh gonzaga unc on saturday go zags that's all i got I, I go Zags. I'll I'll root that on. I'm being a Duke guy. I like to see UNC lose. Um, my final thoughts for today is is we're gonna we're gonna feel this out and we're gonna roll with it. We'll we'll probably have some things that people like, some things that people don't like, but we're gonna be we're gonna be true true to what we intended with starting two guys one internet. It'll be it'll be entertaining. We'll have some fun and if anybody out there that's listening to this if they want uh want a topic to be discussed or something that you want us to take a look at just shoot us a um a message or or uh post on our facebook wall it's two guys one internet on facebook um which brings me to another point we got to get sean back on facebook because he's too <laughs> right now 
and you can't see Matthew all that. good for it just don't need the don't need the heartburn in my life you're too good for it the uh okay. um but yeah get at us some things that are going to be more regular on the show we didn't get on it today but um sean and i both being attorneys we're going to touch on different legal stories and maybe some law topics i mean if there's something people want to hear about let us know um and uh not like the finer points of uh like insurance subrogation or anything though or maybe maybe uh yeah (laughs) no no No, it would be like general interesty i think yeah like dick stories and things like that (laughs) right cool should should i flash should i flash my neighbor no don't flash your neighbor the uh that was a question i had once the um (laughs) but yeah i well, hopefully you, you keep listening to us, and uh, and and uh, hopefully it's but, not just Burn and Janet. <laughs> that's fine too, and they can be guests too. I we should have mom, mom episode. Mother, we gotta Mother's, do it. Mother's Day, we'll have Burn and Janet on. Oh, which brings me to it to a, the the final thought is next week. What you can look forward to is we're gonna have. Um, our good friend Ben Butler on the on the show with us, and we'll probably rehash some Eastern Michigan stories. Um, Go Eagles! <laughs> hey, they're bowling. They're bowling this year. I don't know who they're playing or what bowl they're in, but they're playing in a bowl game. Oh, really? Yeah. See, we. I only pay attention like the first three we'll, games. And we'll I talk, get really excited, and then we'll talk. We'll save that for next week. We'll, yeah. Okay. We'll, sorry. We'll, we'll have we'll have Ben on. And, uh, I just get too excited about uh, Eagles football. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> and we'll also we'll talk we'll talk about some bar etiquette next week too. I think that could be a good topic for Mr. Butler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Don't sing bad songs. If you want to find out what that means, to tune in next week too. All right, that's all I got. <laughs> you want to tell? I'm good. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, We'll do better on that one next time. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Two Guys, One Internet. Later.